Thank you, Lainey. Thank you, team. <clears throat> Let's get to the word tonight. I want to preach a word tonight about going your own way. Going your own way. And sometimes this is a good thing. This is a good thing, you know. People are encouraged to be kind of independent, but you can be too independent mm -hmm. and um, rebellious and willful. Um, there's increasing, um, if you look around, you'll see that there's increasingly children are being taught to do their own thing, go their own way, and be their own person, whatever that might be. So um, there's a, a great, um, great um, influences in the educational system these days, and free thinking seems to be the way to go. And so people are told, do things your way, no matter what. And uh, it's not just now, I remember Gosh, years ago there was a song, I did it my way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did it my way. <laughs> and everyone thought, wow, that's really wonderful because I want to do things my way. And we felt kind of restricted and we just wanted to be free. And then, you know, the more freedom you get, the more problems you usually get. So um, there is a good, good part about going your own way. But then the best thing to do is go God's way. And that's what I want to look at this week. Last week I preached about, um, in the series that I'm doing, Just Like, people from the Bible, some of, you know, people you haven't heard of, um, more obscure people. I did Just Like Joanna last week, so if you haven't heard it, go to YouTube and listen to that. And Joanna was a godly, wonderful woman. She was committed to the Lord. She was inspiring. She was totally surrendered. She surrendered her ways to the ways of God. He came, he healed her, and the touch of God upon her life was um, long-lasting. It was eternal, enduring. And tonight I want to look at somebody who's kind of a contrast to that. And so I want to go to the book of Numbers in chapter 22. And this is a story about a, a, a prophet. And he was called to be a prophet of God, actually. And his name was Balaam. And there was problems between the Israelites at the time and the Midianites. And God was bringing the uh, Israelites into the Promised Land and giving them the territory bit by bit. And the Midianites were uh, not happy with this. And so their king Balak said to the prophet Balaam, I want you to come and curse these people because they are bothering me and I don't want them to overwhelm us. So he says this to Balaam, please come at once, curse the people for me, for they are too mighty for me. Perhaps I should be able to defeat them and drive them out of the land. For I know that who you, who you bless is blessed. And he who you curse is cursed. In other words, I know that you are reliable, <coughs> prophetically reliable. And what you say actually happens. Why? Because God was with him, okay? And sometimes God uses people who you least expect. And that's part of this story. So Balaam goes and speaks to the Lord. He said, I'll, I'll talk to the Lord and see what happens. This is what God says. You shall not go with them. Don't go with them. You shall not curse the people, for they are blessed. <laughs> okay, I think that's pretty definitive there. So Balaam rose in the morning and said to the princes of Balak, Go back to your land, for the Lord has refused to give me permission to go with you. 
In other words, the, the Lord said no. The Lord says no, I cannot go. You might as well just go home, forget it. Not happening. The people are blessed. You can't curse them. I can't curse them. God has blessed them. End of story, basically. So they go back. And again, Balak sends more important people, princes above these ones. And he says, look, promise him anything. I just want these people to be cursed. He said, this is what he says, I will certainly honour you greatly and I will do whatever you say to me. Therefore, please come and curse this people for me. Please come and curse these people. He said, look, whatever you want, I'll do it. I'm going to give you great honour. I'll give you great riches, okay? He is appealing to Balaam and hoping he's going to be greedy and hoping he's going to be prideful. <laughs> he's appealing to those things that he doesn't quite know that are there but are hoping are there so that he will do his bidding and curse these people. And therefore, Balaam again says, I will go back and see what God says. He already knows what God has said, okay? And this is what he says to the, the pension. He says, though Balak were to give me his house full of silver and gold, I could not go beyond the word of the Lord my God to do less or more. So it sounds like he's a really God-fearing man. But he says, stay here tonight that I may know what more the Lord will say to me. What more can you say than no? <laughs> when God says no, he means no. But Balaam's saying, look, I'll give it another shot. I'll just give it another shot. Look, he couldn't pay me enough because I really, really fear God. That's what he's saying. He's being, you know, as one of my clients says, holy, holy, sanctimonious. <laughs> but let's see what happens. Again, the Lord says no to him. This thing works. Oh, stop. Oh, come on. Sam, help me here. <laughs> okay, and so God came to Balaam. He didn't just speak to him. It says he came to him. He actually appeared to Balaam he appeared to Balaam at night and he said to him, If the men come to call you, rise and go with them. But only the word which I speak to you, that you shall do. So he actually is giving clear instructions here. He says, if they call you to come, if they call you to come, then if I tell you to say something, then say it. Okay? It's very detailed instructions. If they come to call you, then go with them and just do what I tell you. Okay? So then, Balaam rose in the morning, saddled his donkey, and went with the princes of Moab. They did not call him. He just got up and went. Okay? He got up and he went with them. Then God's anger was aroused because he went. And the angel of the Lord took the stand, took his stand in the way as an adversary against him. So when you first, if you just read this quickly through, you'll go, oh, but God said it was okay. God said no, but then he said it's okay, and then he's angry. What's going on? But if you read it very carefully, you will see. God said, if they call you, then go. 
They didn't call him. It says he just got up and went. And that's what we do sometimes. Even when God says no, even then he gives instructions on the second, oh God, come on, come on, come on. And then he says, all right, well, if this happens, and then we're like, nah, can't be bothered waiting. And then off we go and we do our own thing. You think, oh, this Balaam, he's, dis he's disobedient. But you know, we do it too sometimes. Sometimes God says, wait, and we say, oh, I, I can't, I can't. And then we just do what he does. We get up and off we go. So the, the Lord was really disappointed and angry with this. And so he does something to try and stop what Balaam is about to do. So now the donkey, the donkey that he's on, I know you've probably heard this story a million times, but you know what, I just want to go through it bit by bit. The donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way with his drawn sword in his hand, and the donkey turned aside out of the way and went into the field. Smart donkey. <laughs> so Balaam struck the donkey to turn her back onto the road. Stupid animal. Get back here. I mean, you can see it. You can almost hear it, you know. If you've got imagination like I do, you know, here's the angel of the Lord with the big sword and the donkey's going, oh, no, and off he goes. It's like, I'm out of here. Balaam's really angry. Then the angel of the Lord stood in a narrow path. So he's standing in a narrow way, but then he's going, he says he stands in a narrow path between the vineyards with a wall on this side and a wall on that side. Okay, so what happens next? Okay. When the donkey saw the angel again, the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she pushed herself against the wall and crushed Balaam's foot against the wall. So he struck her again, stupid donkey. But she's like, oh, I'm getting out of the way here. Things are getting tight. There's not much room to move in here. I'm gonna keep out of the way, okay? And if you're smart, you'll get out of God's way. But Balaam, he's still, all he's focused on is the donkey. He's like, he didn't look at the big picture. Is something going on around here that I'm not aware of? You know, sometimes we don't see the big picture. We just focus on the narrow way and what's happening here, the inconvenience. Like, come on, donkey. I've got a mission to go on. And look at you, you're slowing me down. And sometimes we feel like that, you know? Things are slowing us down. You know, I've got things to do. I'm running out of time. I'm getting old. <laughs> you know, what, what's uh, hindering our way of thinking? <coughs> then the angel of the Lord went further. He stood in a narrow place where there was no way to turn, either to the right hand or to the left. So there's no way to turn. This is a really constricted place. And sometimes that's where, how we feel. God's got to get us in that place to get our attention. You can't turn to the left, you can't turn to the right. Here you are, kind of stuck in the middle with you. <laughs> okay? And so here he is in this really narrow place. And uh, when the donkey, again, <laughs> saw the angel of the Lord, she lay down. Like, what can I do? You know what? I'm just going to lay down. She lay down under Balaam 
So Balaam's anger was aroused and he struck the donkey with his staff again, again. Okay, I couldn't resist this. Oh, sorry to all the animal lovers, okay, but you know, that's what he did. He was angry and he was giving it to that donkey. But you know what? What happens next is pretty amazing. If you just look at the donkey's face, you can kind of see what happens next. Then the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey. And she said to Balaam, what have I done to you? <laughs> that you struck me these three times. It's a broken hearted donkey. Yeah. And Balaam said to the donkey, because you abused me. You made a fool of me. You let me down. And sometimes we feel that. We get angry. People let us down. You disrespected me. You don't care. I wish there was a sword in my hand. Funny he said that. Because he couldn't even see the angel of the Lord with a sword in his hand. And yet he says, if I had a sword in my hand, not this stick, if I had a sword in my hand, for now I would kill you. He's threatening. You know, sometimes we threaten those who carry us and have been so faithful. We get mad because things aren't going our way. And so the donkey said to Balaam, you know, he's not even saying, hey, donkey, you're talking. Wow. He didn't say that. He's just having an argument with this animal. And the donkey said to Balaam, and I'm not your donkey. Like, don't you care about me? I've been faithful. Am I not your donkey on which you have ridden ever since I became yours to this day? Like, I have been faithful to you. Why are you treating me like this? Why are you treating me like this? And you think, well, it's just a donkey. Who cares? But, you know, there's a bigger picture here. Was I ever disposed to do this to you? And he said, no. Was he feeling guilty? Probably not. He's just acknowledging. Just acknowledging the truth. And then the angel of the Lord. So the donkey's basically saying, why do you treat me like this? And kind of rebuked him in a way. And then the angel of the Lord begins to rebuke him too. He gets in on the act. His eyes have been opened by the Lord now. He falls down before God and says, look, I'm, I've sinned against you. The angel of the Lord said, why have you struck your donkey these three times? Not why are you going on this trip and disobedient. He didn't say that. He said, why did you strike your donkey three times? See how hard your heart is? Behold, I have come out to stand against you because your way is perverse before me. It's not just about beating a donkey. That's bad. But your ways before me, twisted, crooked, wrong, wrong. Your way is perverse before me. I've come to stand before you and try and stop you from doing what you have done and what you're about to do. And so he, he gets down on his hands and knees and then... He's, you know, he's there before the Lord and then the, he said, the donkey saw me. The donkey saw me and turned aside from me these three times. If she had not turned aside from me, surely I would also have killed you by now and let her live. So he's threatening the donkey, I'm going to kill you. He's saying, look, you don't see what's happened here. The donkey's actually saved your life. 
It's actually saved your life. Her. It was a girl. <laughs> saved your life. And Balaam said this to the Lord. I have sinned. Is he repentant? Probably remorseful, I'd say. But I didn't know you stood in the way against me. Now, therefore, <laughs> if it displeases you, what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> if it displeases you, I will turn back. What? God told him at the very beginning, no, don't go. He's tried to block the way so many times, and yet he's still saying, look, if you're not happy, I'll go back. <laughs> That's the kind of person Balaam is. Totally the opposite of Joanna. Okay. So I just want to show you what kind of person Balaam was. In the book of Revelation, right at the end of the New Testament, when the Lord is speaking to one of the churches, he said, because you hold to the doctrine or the teachings... You hold to the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak, that king, to put a stumbling block before the children of Israel, to eat things sacrificed to idols, and to commit sexual immorality. So not only did Balaam, was he greedy, but he was a false teacher. He taught wrong things, and he tried to put a stumbling block in the in the pathway of the children of God who were already blessed, he tried to make them sin before the Lord. And then in 2 Peter, this is a warning. This is a warning by Peter against false teachers. He said, they have forsaken the right way. They have gone astray, following the way of Balaam, the son of Peor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. He was greedy. He loved money. He loved stuff. Even though he said, look, you could give me all the gold and silver, I wouldn't take it. He's lying. He loved the wages of unrighteousness. He loved dirty money. He loved doing things for the wrong reasons. And he wanted the money for it. It says, but he was rebuked for his iniquity. A dumb donkey. <laughs> Speaking with a man's voice restrained the madness of the prophet. Wow. The madness of the prophet. He was mad to go with those uh, Midianites. He ended up fighting with them against the Israelites and he actually died fighting for the enemies. Fighting for the enemies. I mean, he was actually used by God. You think, how could God use such a person? Even in the midst of this, when he went to prophesy against Israel, God put his own words in the man's mouth and he was forced to prophesy the word of God regardless. See, God will have his way. God will have his way no matter what. And he can use whoever or whatever to get our attention and he will use whoever or whatever to show us our heart condition and to warn others. The word of God is full of examples and stories and encouraging things and warnings. You know, Joanna was an inspiration, but for Balaam, we can see his life as a warning to beware 
of the love of money. It will turn us against God. It will turn us against the people of God. Mm -hmm. And you know what? You cannot curse what God has blessed. You cannot curse what God has blessed. And so he loved money more than he loved the Lord. He loved money more than he loved the call of God. And we need to be very careful in this very, very material world. We do live in a material world. We need to be very careful not to be enticed bit by bit so that we lose sight of God. We lose sight of God and we can only see those things which directly affect us. And we miss the call of the Lord. We miss the call of God. Father, we just thank you for your word tonight. Lord, this is pretty clear. It's pretty simple. And this is a story we've heard before. It kind of sounds funny in a way, a, a donkey talking, but Lord, there's such deep ramifications here. Father, we just thank you that it shows us how you try to get our attention, how important it is not to let anything or anyone get in the way of what you want to do. Lord, open our eyes. Open our eyes to see the big picture and to see where you are in it. Help us, Lord, not to be distracted or to be um, enticed by the things of the world. Lord, we don't want to be rebuked by you and we certainly don't want to be rebuked by an animal. We don't want to be that independent that we will go our own way. Lord, we want to go your way. We want to go your way. Lord, help us to make good decisions. Help us to hear your voice clearly and to make wise choices. To be not like Balaam, but to be like Joanna, Lord. Godly, committed, inspiring, totally surrendered and impact so many lives to the glory of God. We just bless you for your word and we thank you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, have an awesome week, everybody. I want to pray for anyone who needs a healing touch from the Lord. Otherwise, say hi to somebody. And don't forget, this time next Sunday, we're going to be having a wonderful Christmas event. Hallelujah. Bye, everybody online. See you on Thursday night. God bless. God bless.